Welcome to the Keep It or Change Cars podcast, proudly brought to you by Change Cars, South Africa's most trusted online car buying platform. Today's our very first podcast and we have special guests in studio, not really guests. I think you guys are going to become permanent, Adam Ford. Who's very well known in the industry, Adam? You know a thing or two or three about. This is Google. It's great to be here. The yeah. first episode. Yeah. The first the... podcast brought to you by Change Cars. Brought to you by Change Cars. Yeah. For the people who don't know me, I've mm-hmm. been in the industry for wow. Started my business nineteen eighty six, fixing cars, getting my hands dirty, and since then it's grown to. Uh, I've been part of the media for close on 20 years now. 20 years. I've been alive for 20 odd years. I know. I think I was doing it when you were running around in nappies. <laughs> you started seven years before he was in nappies. That's yeah. it. Something like that. But uh, just a little bit of uh, history. Mm-hmm. I started a workshop many, many years ago when we used to fix cars like, you know, Morris Miners, Cortinas, Minis, you know, the great old cars in the 80s. And we've carried on from strength to strength right now till what are we now? 2023. And we're fixing the latest technology. And it's quite interesting for me to see how the technology has changed. But doing that, I got involved with radio. Mm-hmm. Many listeners may remember me from the days of uh, a word on cars on Radio 702. We I remember that. We ran a show for 10 years. It was very, very successful. Went on to TV. Um, we've done loads of TV shows for SABC and many other programs. But that's a little bit of my so short be, history. you've been around the block once or twice. So I know a times. thing or two about cars. The other important guest we have today is Michael Pursuit, the owner of Change Cars. Michael, welcome and thank you for coming. Thank you. I'm humbled to be in your presence. The man himself. A fantastic host. <laughs> right. Thank so you. So you've also got quite a history in the in the motoring industry. Um, and in my opinion, you're a walking encyclopedia when it comes to all things automotive. What does your history look like? Who is Michael Pursuit? How many years have you been doing this? Thank you. So... Almost like Adam, I started in 1991. This is my 32nd year. And I just want to echo what you said. The changes in the last 5, 10, 15 years have been monumental. However, it's a history that has been built up. Mm -hmm. And we look forward to sharing our knowledge with uh, our listeners and our viewers. That's the beautiful thing about a podcast. Mm. Do you want to watch it or do you want to listen to it? Listen to it in your car. Try not to watch it in your car, ideally. But awesome. So I think we've got a good show ahead. We've got a good show ahead. Um, we're going to be talking all things automotive. We're going to be responding to questions from you, the viewer, or the listener. Um, and the first question is from Johan, who's from Pretoria. Personally, I like to call him Om Johan. So Om Johan has requested, first of all, before asking his question, he wants us to tell everyone that the Blue Bulls are the best. To You're keep a shark our, supporter. To keep our viewers happy, I agree with Om Johan. Okay. And to all the shark supporters, <laughs> I agree with you as well. Okay. So Om Johan, that's done. Now, what he wants to know uh, is which are the best countries in the world in terms of quality? So car manufacturers, he's got two questions. That's the first one. He's got Germany, he's got Korea, he's got Japan, China, and France. So if we're talking quality, build quality, etc. How do you rank these countries? You know, it's Adam? difficult. That, that it's, it's a very, very good question because in terms of quality, quality is always perceived. Correct. So you have this perception that uh, European cars, mm. German cars, cars that come out of Germany or yeah, the UK yeah. or, or France, because they're European, they've got this, you know, when you close the door, it goes thud it's or whatever. But to me, quality is longevity. So, mm. you know, you can get into a Mercedes. I remember Mercedes used to be, you know, you close the door, it was solid. Thud. Budden, mm. you know, that was that used was to quality, be. used to be. I it's think it changed a bit. But in terms of, you know, qu- 
quality and reliability. For some people who drive for argument's sake a, a Toyota Hilux and they go into the bush and everything, mm -hmm. that to them is quality because they can go to Botswana and come back and never break down. Yeah. But when it comes to like quality of feel, you know, you're going to get the Germans. So that are like, you know, you get into a Mercedes or a BMW or Audi or something like that, you know, it it feels the solid. textiles. You know, touchy-feely yeah, stuff, yeah. you know. it. The, the, you get quality feel from that. But for me, I think the best quality comes out of Japan. Not even really? a question. Not even a question. Yeah, but the, you, you just said quality is relative, right? Depending on what you're perceived. looking for. Perceived. Perceived yeah. quality. You know, yeah. your perceived so, quality, you get into, I mean, I've been into a lot of German cars, especially cars from, let's say, let me go back to say the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. When you got into German cars and when they were new, they were great. But Five, six years down the, mm. the road, you know, the uh, buttons were all worn yeah, out, the, the plastics BMWs. were crappy, you know? you know, lots of cars like that. But if you get into the Japanese cars, I mean, think mm. about it today, guys, what are the old cars you see on the road? The Japanese not, stuff. Not the classics mm. that people keep and look after. It's the Japanese. the Japanese. You still see old Honda Ballards. You mm. still see old Mazda 323s, the Tarzan car, you know, mm. tree to tree. You know, <laughs> you know, those are the cars that to me is quality. You know, it doesn't cost you a fortune to to fix. Yeah, it will stay together. I mean, everybody knows. You know, you're talking reliability and quality. Mazda, mm -hmm. Honda, Toyota. One common the, theme: Japanese. Yeah. Japanese. So, so you agree, Michael? You so agree with them? I use the word perceived quality. Mm. Brand new car. You take a Mercedes, a BMW, and an Audi, the mm. three premium German brands, yeah. versus a Toyota, a Honda, and a Nissan. There's no question that the Germans look better. It's, sure. it's that perceived quality, that tactile quality. Mm -hmm. But five years, six years later, in the hands of a rep, yeah. those cars will look tired and broken. The Japanese cars will look fundamentally the same. Yeah, it's quite in so he asked us to outline what he thought was a strong point and a weak point on each. So if mm. you said to me, the strong points on mm. the German stuff, absolute perceived quality, mm -hmm. and the Japanese, it is real quality. Yourself, Adam? You yeah, I agree with you there, Mark. But I also think that, um, you know, that, that quality, people want to have other people look at them and say, I'm driving a quality car. You know, they want to impress people. So they drive German cars because, you know, that is that I've made it kind mm. of, of course. thing. As opposed to like the sensible buyer. You say to somebody, buy a, a Mazda CX-5 or go and buy yourself a, a Mercedes GLB or a BMW X1. Sure. Oh, no, no, I want the BM and I want the, the BMW, Mercedes. you know, or mm. the Mercedes. But uh, the, the quality in terms of longevity, you, you should go and buy the Mazda. But it's what people want. Mm. You buy a 15-year-old Mazda. You've got 120,000 rand to spend. It's not a lot of money, but it's a fair whack of money for a 15-year-old car. You'll pay 120 for a Mazda. You'll pay 120 for a C-Class or a 3 Series. Mm -hmm. A Mazda will not give you a day's trouble. We'll carry on for another 10 years. The cost of ownership will be a pleasure. Go do that with a Mercedes. See what happens. See what happens. It'll be like a bad divorce. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I mean, he wanted us to rank these countries, right? So, are we saying Japan is at the top? Japan's must be the best car. Okay. And, you know, you're looking at the Koreans as well. Koreans, the Hyundais and Kias, really Please. bring out some great stuff. Like yeah. now, you know? I went with Japan, mm -hmm. then Korea, mm -hmm. then Germany, then China, then France. Mm -hmm. And he also asked us about Italy. Mm -hmm. Italy, unless you're driving a Ferrari, comes a poor seventh out of six. So, so hang on a sec. If we were saying what are the best looking cars in the world? Mm -hmm. Other way around. Other, Other way around. around. Italy yeah. would be, I mean, <laughs> you know, Ferraris and uh, Alphas. Alphas. Like beautiful, beautiful cars. But mm. in terms of, you know, that kind of, I mean, France with... The, the Peugeots and Renaults. Yeah. We know the issues that they've come through. And, you know, it, they don't have that longevity. And they don't have, you know, they, they just don't have a presence, really. Renault's okay, doing a bit of a presence, but they but don't Citroen last. Citroen and Peugeot. Citroen and Peugeot. Nowhere. Nowhere. 
No way. I mean, the hmm. cars aren't too bad, but you know what it is? I think it's that history over years. People remember like Persia. I remember the 404 Persia. How great it was, you know. Now the cars aren't that good, but I remember the. Were Peugeot they good back in the day, quality-wise? And, and compared to the to compare to what was available, I would say the Peugeot four hundred four was completely mm -hmm. on a level playing field. Whereas today, compared to what's available, mm -hmm. any yeah, Peugeot, yeah. I would put below their car competitors. Yourself? Yeah, I agree with you. I think you know they do modern day cars nowadays. They make some good looking cars. They're great to drive in that. But longevity, resale value, yeah, yeah. service, backup. I mean, you just look at the sales figures. I think the other day I saw. Citroen sold one C3. One C3. I think it was a C3. I think it was the, one uh, of them. One of the executives wise. Mm. Yeah, it was a discounted right. How do you sustain a dealership on that? You know? <laughs> but it, but I mean, I think we're missing the point in terms of the quality of the vehicles. Yeah. You know, the and the Chinese vehicles. Ten years ago were garbage. Today no. they wow. Absolutely. Yeah. As recently as two, three years ago, mm -hmm. if you had asked me about a Chinese vehicle, I would have said to you with all sincerity, don't even consider it. Don't waste mm -hmm. It wasn't meant with malice. Yeah. It was just genuinely, why would you go Chinese compared yeah. to what else is available? Mm -hmm. Today, the Chinese stuff, I would say to you, 98% of what look the at, best look is. At Cherry. I mean, Cherry, uh, the engines on those cars come with a million. 10 year, million kilometer yeah. warranty. Yeah. As long as you don't change I have a theory show. for this, and I'll, we'll talk about it another time. But okay. uh, I have a theory why they are getting no, tell so us. good. Yeah, they are good. Well, you want to know now? Yeah, I want to know. Well, if you think Educate about it, me, there's, no, there's no secrets with the <laughs> no. Keep Your Change Cars podcast. Yeah, no, I'm just worried we're going to run out of time because <laughs> I can ramble on. So if you, if you think about what's happening in China now, yeah. so all the major manufacturers, you know, Ford, Volvo, Volkswagen, Audi, BMW, Mercedes, they, they all got, build cars they in China. There. They have plants there. Where do they get their stuff from? They're not going to ship it from Germany mm, yeah, or wherever yeah. the other plants are. They get manufactured in China. So China comes along and says, okay, we can supply you. We'll build factories here to supply you all your parts. Mm. You know, maybe it's a door panel, you know, whatever those parts are. Yeah. And they come with the latest technology and they build a factory. So the Chinese manufacturers now, where 10 years ago when Cherry came out here, they had, you know, the cars weren't great. They were thrown together and that the quality wasn't that it great. It was Chinese quality. Yeah, Whatever we was, think of as Taiwanese, Give it to the Chinese, masses. You know, what the hell, they can drive that for a year, it'll break, who cares? Yeah. And now what's happened is because they want to go global, they can now plug into all these manufacturing supply chain and they can get access to all the big names, the, the Bosches of the world, the people who manufacture seats, the people who manufacture door cards, you know, the paint, all this kind of stuff now is at their access. And the, mm. and the Chinese manufacturers who are building these things to German or European specifications, now it filters through into the Chinese. That's why we suddenly saw, you know, a massive change. Remember yeah. Cherry? Look at Cherry now. It's, Two different things. You no, know, you wouldn't, you look at the, the old The Cherry Q3 in the third quarter Q2 was terrible. Three. In the fourth quarter, they very, very, what yeah. was it called? Q3. Q3. Yeah. And, and they just had a clone. It was a Chevy Spark clone. For sure. Okay. They've come leaps and bounds. The same thing you can say about Haval. <laughs> and even now, if you look at uh, bike with the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Beijing. The Beijing x Good styling because you're getting European styling coming through to it mm -hmm. and you're getting the quality of product. Now, when we conceived the show, mm -hmm. for me, the information that Adam has just shared with mm -hmm. us, that is what makes this show a reason to listen to. Right. You didn't know that before. Fully agree with you. I'm a man of useless information. Far, far. You may come back again, Adam. Far, far, we may far, have far. you back here again. <laughs> now, Johan asked us to name one positive about each of the uh, brands. Mm. For every positive, there's a negative. We spoke about the French stuff not being the most reliable, not being the most popular. Mm -hmm. You look to drive a French or Italian car, what are the chances of it being stolen? What are the chances of it being hijacked, etc.? Oh, really? really? You're looking to buy that car secondhand. Yeah. 
the idiot who bought it knew, and unfortunately it is a bit of an idiot, yep. he's already taken the knock. So you'd be paying a far lower premium for a quality car than if you bought one of its counterparts. True, true. So that's uh, Italian, right? Italian yeah, and French. French. So, so, French. Yeah, he wants one positive and one negative for each. What are we saying about the Japanese? The Japanese, one thing is, is reliability. Yeah. You know you're going to get reliability. We can't and, give them a negative, sorry. The negative, <laughs> I think, is some of the cars like to get stolen. Oh, uh, yes. Toyotas. We, we know yes. Toyotas like to get stolen. Um, and obviously, a lot of their styling is a bit, you know, it's a bit quirky. I mean, let's be honest. Mm. The Japanese have never been great on terms of their styling. Yeah. And, and if you look at the German cars, then you're getting the opposite prestige. Yeah. You're getting beautiful styling mm -hmm. and you're getting an image. The, okay. the downfall of that is that they're damn expensive to maintain and they're not as reliable as people make out them to be. And obviously That's the French positive is the looks, design. If you speak to any person about a Peugeot, mm. a Renault, a Citroën, mm. it is standout in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. It does look good. It's always a little bit different. Mm. It's always got something that you say, wow, where did they come up with this? Yeah. That's the positive. The negative is a cost of ownership, availability mm. of parts. Not a fan of the French stuff, I must be honest. Want SA's leading insurance? Visit changecars.co.za and click on the discovery logo. Second question is from a brother from another mother, actually, Gugu, from Gauteng. Um, I promise you it's not me. <laughs> promise. So he's a pharmacist by profession. And Definitely not him. <laughs> no, I'll kill him. <laughs> I prescribed the wrong stuff. Absolutely. So, and he's a f car fanatic by birth. Now, he wants a car that will make a statement in a classy but understated way. Um, and he's got a budget of 400,000 Rand or less. He's willing to pay cash. And he doesn't mind whether it's a convertible or hot top. He's happy with either. And he wants to be able to enjoy the car and not worry about mileage and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. What can we recommend, Michael? I would go for an SL500, 15-year-old mm -hmm. SL500, or something from the Maserati stable. Ooh. Very classy, very understated, but when you, you don't see a lot when, of those. Correct. You will not believe what you can get in the Maserati brand for 400,000 Rand. Yeah. And the reason is because like, if you have to change a set of brake pads on there, it costs you 50 grand. That's the problem. And parts of Except if they do it at your workshop. Well, yeah, it'll be 49,000. <laughs> but can I throw one in? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool. Convertible. All right. Convertible. If you want a convertible car, how about the Golf 6 GTI convertible? They brought them out. There weren't, weren't a lot of them around. You'll mm -hmm. get a really nice convertible in this price range. And uh, I mean, let's face it, you know, the, the Golf has a great, VW is a great following, especially in South Africa, to have the convertible. I think it'd be quite cool. It's cheap to maintain, cheap to run, and still, you know, because they're only, I think they maybe sold 100, 150 of them. It's still such a limited edition. I promise you, you talk about a car with God as my witness. Mm -hmm. I didn't, have you ever seen a Golf 6 convertible? I have, but you don't see you many of them. Yeah, you that's really what I'm don't see them. Something different. Hey, it's the kind of thing you park yeah. in the garage. Yeah. But now when you said Golf 6, you've given me another idea. Okay. Six so. Series BMW. Oof. That for mm. me is an exceptional, exceptional car. I've not always been a fan of the BMW styling, mm -hmm. but the six, I love it. In the coupe, in the convertible. Not the first, not the first. Not the very first ones with the, the strange. The Chris Bangle design. Oh, no, no, I think the that's Chris a design. dog no, show. No, no, no. I would have called it the Chris Spangle because yeah. he, he messed it up properly. Yeah. But the one after that, like yeah, the, yeah. the 2012, Beautiful. 2013, I what do you think of that? Very good. I actually forgot about the um, the model code. You know, when we always throw these out, oh, it's E39 or E36 or whatever. I've forgotten the model, after, model after code. After E39, I've stopped. Yeah. E30 and E36, <laughs> I'm there. But, but that's a great option because, you know, you can buy a low mileage one of those. They were never mm -hmm. bought by people who drilled the pants off the yeah, Old, yeah. Older type of person. Like a so, 640D. 640D. Plenty grunt. Yeah. 
lights on fuel, that engine's bulletproof. Uh-huh. You're not going to have any issues with it. And for like 400 grand, you're going to get yourself a good one. Google, without a doubt, that is his choice. The six, I think the six I, series. I'd either uh, go for that or the SL500, I must be honest. But you're a Merc fan. What is it about the SL500 that talks to you? It's just the design. For me, it's got a timeless design. Timeless design, hard top convertible. And I think yeah. that's what he's going to enjoy, the fact that he gets to have a convertible. But when it's closed, it looks like a, Course. a, a, a normal car. So that's what I go for. Um, it obviously came in, it's got the 5 liter V8. Um, they had a SL350, am I correct? Correct. Yep. It's a V6. Yes, correct. correct. There correct. was a 350 V6. V50 yeah. V6. And then the 55 and the 63. Which sure. probably the, the better one. I mean, I, I like the, three, the SL. Mm-hmm. But I'd, I would, if I was going to buy one, I'd look at the 350 because the engine was bulletproof mm-hmm. and it doesn't have all the the electronics that the 500 oh. comes with that mm-hmm. really gives problems, you know, like air suspension and, 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 and they've got also specialized suspension on them. And if they give trouble, you know, a shock absorber can set you back, you know, 50, 60, 70,000 rand. Uh, you know, people forget about those things. You know, tires, you know, you've got bigger tires on it, bigger brakes on it. I mean, a set of AMG brakes is going to set you back, you know, mm. 20,000 rand to replace it. But if it's an SL350, it's going to cost you, you know, five grand. Yeah, so I think it's settled. BMW. For sure. But just one more point for Gugu. Yeah. He said he's easy for regarding... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. For the two Gugus. He yeah. said he's easy regarding hard top or soft yeah, top. Yeah. Adam, I don't know if you agree with me. Always go for the soft top because you've got the best of both worlds. When you've got a coupe on your weekend car and it's that beautiful late afternoon, you just wish that top was down. Without a doubt, the convertible. The convertible is always great. It's like when Michael's trying to chase me in his Audi convertible and I'm in my Porsche in front of him. You know, we wave at each other and he can't keep up with me. You know, that's what you want. Touche. It's only (laughs) happened seven times and you have to continuously bring it up. (laughs) Touche. Need advice? Visit changecars.co.za and click on the Keep It or Change Cars tab. Next question. Uh, this one's for you, Adam. This one's specifically yeah. for you. It's from Noel Moodley um, from Dundee and Kazadin. He's also a petrol head and a lover of cars. Now, he needs our opinion on performance-enhancing aftermarket parts for cars, specifically exhaust, chipping, and downer tuning. Yeah. Should he do it? Should he not? You know, it's a... It, if you're the kind of person who wants to do that stuff, sure, mm. go ahead. And He's do from it. KZN. Everyone does it. Of course. I mean, you're not going to fit in at KZN. And, right. You know, in Dundee, you can't drive around in a standard car. But definitely. <laughs> is it frowned upon? No, <laughs> of course. I mean, really, you've got to drop the suspension. You've got to yeah. put a chip in it and put a put noisier exhaust. exhaust on it. The only concern I have with these is that I see a lot of people who, when they do this, mm-hmm. do not understand the costs involved. So when they want to put an exhaust on, they're looking for the cheapest guy in town. When they're looking to do a chip, they're looking for the cheapest guy in town. And it ends up being a disaster. Mm-hmm. Rather, if you're going to do this kind of stuff, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Go to somebody who specializes in that constantly. And the best way to go that, let's say for argument's sake, use an example of a Golf GTR. Very yeah. popular car to get modified. You know, join the GTI club. Somebody's done it. Somebody's done it. Go to the guys that's recommended. You know, 50 guys have been to Google. Google, you fixed the guys' cars. You did a great job. You know mm. what you're doing. Go there. Don't go to, you know, Bob around the corner who says he can do it for half the price and, and uh, because he wants to train on your car because when he breaks it, <laughs> it's going to cost you a lot of money. And just remember, obviously, a lot of times when you do these performance upgrades, you do start to lose the reliability of the car. I'm not a great Ooh. fan of it, yeah. but I'm 61 years old. I'm an old fart. I don't need to do this kind of stuff, <laughs> you know. Guys like you, Google, you want to do it. You know, you want the bigger wheels. You want the noisy exhaust. You want, and you want to make all that noise. So that's cool. Yeah. If you, 
you know, and that's a different generation of things. Mm. But get the right guys to do it because, you know, you could save five grand somewhere doing it and end yeah, up yeah. costing you 50,000 rand on an engine. So rather go to the guys that specialize in it. There's lots of guys that specialize in it, know what they're doing in it, and that's the place to go to. Maybe spend a little bit extra, do the homework, go to the, whatever the car club, whatever the cars you have, go to the car clubs, look around. Even you go into you know, social media mm. and you look at the, the performance because there's so many performance places around that do that and, and get, okay. get the right thing done. So, so get it from the right guy. Yeah. Michael, do you want to add something to that? So I always say, whatever mistake you can make, mm -hmm. trust me, somebody's made that mistake before, before you. Yeah. You do not need to be the guinea pig. Yeah. However, I have not changed my hairstyle since 1982. So I'm not the kind of guy who wants to do anything to modify a car. Actually, I'm hey? I've seen your cars. None of them are modern. I've seen your hairstyle in 1992. <laughs> I will not change anything. Yeah. Of the items he mentioned, if mm -hmm. he was going to change something, don't know if you agree with me, the exhaust. There's some seriously good exhaust products on the yeah. market from yeah. what I understand. Yeah. And the exhaust is vital to a car's breathing. Yeah. Looking to get cheap performance, uh, enhancement, mm -hmm. go for an exhaust. But when you start with Dyna tuning and all these other performance chips that everybody claims, mm -hmm. I pr promise you, you'll go backwards. Yeah. You'll Just go backwards. You, you know what you want, if you want a bit more drivability and a bit more noise, you can go to like a stage one chip, which is not serious, maybe another, you know, 10, 15% extra performance mm -hmm. in your car. And you've got a, an exhaust on there, which really sounds cool. That's most probably the right, sort of right way to go about things. There's most probably people listening who say, nah, you got to everything on it. <laughs> you got to make it more noisy. And, you know, I want a thousand horsepower out of this thing. But remember, those engines are designed to work around the sort of manufacturer specs. And when you operate everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you got to remember it affects your brakes, it affects your gearbox, and all these kinds of things along the way. So mm. look for a small, great uptune, make it look cool. So when a car is producing 120 kilowatts and 240 newton meters of torque. Yeah. Is that well within its limits? And that's why Toyota or Nissan, whoever the manufacturer was, did it. There was plenty more to come, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they kept it for longevity. And they spent a lot of money Well, just a perfect that. example is like, take a 3 Series, take a yeah. 320i, like an F30 model. You get a 320i and you get a 328i. Basically, the engines are identical. The mm. difference is they've chipped it. The mapping. But is that the mapping? The mapping has been changed so that you get more performance than that. But BMW also go and change the internals of the 328 because they know there's that. a lot more power. Yeah. So you, you need to have it strengthened in there. So it's not the same 320R and a 328R, yeah, yeah. is not the same engine. So when you take a 320 and you start producing the, the performance of a 328, you're stressing an engine that wasn't designed to and be stressed to that level. And you want the right brakes. For sure. Oh. Definitely. Good lessons. That's why I have you two here. No. Smart people. Enjoy your standard <laughs> car. It's beautiful. Yeah. Whatever, it, whatever it may be. Yeah, just do exhaust, No, Just exhaust. <laughs> That's all. Looking to buy a new or used car? Visit changecars.co.za. Okay, finally, we've got um, Tanya, who's a mother of three, from Somerset, Western Cape Town. Now, she says she's no petrol head, but she also doesn't want a mommy van, right? Her budget is not an issue, she says, but it can't be more than 1.2 million rand. And she can go new or used, but it has to be less than 20,000 kilometers. She does not want anything from Beijing, China, which... Cheeky. Yeah, so you know, some people want you know they want that image car. You know, you want something nice to drive around. I think the perfect car for something like this in that budget. You've got three kids. You got to have space, safety, throw all the stuff in mm -hmm. safety, and uh, a can budget. I go first in case he says what I want to say? <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. Okay, no, you, okay, no. you, no, you go first. <laughs> I would, BMW X3. Oh yeah, BMW X3. Exactly what I was going to say. Hundred percent. Really? 
because 1.2 gets you a nice extreme <laughs> 2-liter <laughs> diesel. It's got the space in it. It's got the image with it. And it comes with a five-year, 100,000-kilometer warranty. Are we talking about the, the current one? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So go for an X3, like a 2-liter diesel. Why not the 30D, Adam? Because she need it. she's not a petrolist. She doesn't need that Vuma. Okay. And, it, and, it, and it's powerful. Discriminates. That's powerful. fine. Yeah. I mean, she, want, if <laughs> she, she doesn't want need a that Vuma. Van, she, she identified herself as not a petrolist, yeah. but not a mommy van. Okay. If she, if she didn't want to... If she, if she was okay for a mommy van, then I'd say, you look at the Kia Carnival or the latest uh, um, Hyundai Palisade. I drove that two weeks ago. That's a mommy yeah. van. That's a mommy van. But it's but, a beautiful I mean, looking car. Value what? for money. You know, 1.1 million gets you a great seven, seven or eight seat. But you need a few more kits? You need a few more kids for that. But you know, I'm sure her kids have got friends. You know, that's the nice thing about something like a Palisade, if you get a seven or eight seater, it doesn't drive like a mommy van. Sure. And the amount of features and safety things that you get in that car, fantastic. What Great I love about the X3, the size of that car, mm. in my opinion, is the most perfect balance. Yeah. So yeah. the X3's grown over the years. Yeah. Yeah. To the best of my knowledge, the current X3 is a very similar size to the original X5. Yeah, the right. E53 X5. So. It's a nice size ah. car. It's not overly big, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not pokey in any way. Lovely car. Second choice? Well, you know, in terms of uh, these kinds of... You, you, you want to go SUV because you want... Correct. You, you want the space. Um, and the quality of our roads. And that's not even mm. a joke. I mean, now she's in Somerset West. The quality mm. of roads down there are a lot better. Oh, yeah, better. But maybe she comes on holiday to the beautiful tourist province of Gauteng yes. and she'll be surprised. Murapoto, yeah. Gauteng. Yeah. <laughs> what was your second choice? So I actually didn't think of a second choice besides something like a mommy van. Um, I thought of a Land Rover Discovery 5. Land Rover, yeah, those are Disco beautiful. Disco 5 is also quite Beautiful yeah. looking car. Mm -hmm. It really, funny enough, certain cars, when they come out, I like them, but I don't love them. Yeah. The Discovery the 5. Correct. Yeah. But the Discovery 5, the looks today is growing on me. Stunning. That offset rear number plate, whatever no, the design. That's the one thing that pisses me off. I like it now. They should I, take that Oku design, that thing. And put him up against the wall and shoot him. Or come, or come to me and I'll protect you. <laughs> yeah, no, because really, every time I drive behind a Disco 5, now I'm a Disco 4 driver, yeah. and I look behind a Disco 5 and it looks like the car's at a stroke. Really? It's like, Something's upside is skew. But, sure. it's, but it's a lovely, yeah. lovely, lovely car. So that comes in a few different engines, right? Which would you recommend? When you go for a big car, I'm personally, I'm not a huge diesel fan, uh -huh. but certain times, horses for courses. Oh, yeah. Not a diesel to, head. Not a diesel head, and I've never met a diesel head. <laughs> You've got to go for the three-liter diesel there, in your opinion? Yeah. Well, that's a good a good option. Um, we could also throw in there Toyota Prada, very popular car. Mm. Um, Seven-seater option. You, you know, it's bulletproof. You can drive it for 50 years. It'll still be going. Mm. You know, but does, you, do you, you ever this. look at a Toyota Prada and say, wow, I haven't I seen one, one of these. Of what a good looking car. Get a white it one. Is, it is great. <laughs> get, a, get a pink one. That yeah. will make you look back. I think, I think Prada's only come in white, don't they? Really? <laughs> white and silver. Okay, so Standard so issue. Disco or the X3? X3 in my personal order, yeah. and I love the Disco. Yeah. X3 is unhesitating choice there yeah, in the diesel. It's full of tech. It's safety. Um, one more. Now that we're just chatting, it's yeah. bumped in my head. Um, Volvo XC60. Oh, brilliant. Excellent car as well. Yeah. Space in it. Um, full of tech and uh, theft and stuff like that. Low risk. A lot more comfortable to drive yeah. than, say, an X3 because, mm. of the, you know, the, the BMWs are more designed for sporty sort of sporty suspension. Driving, yeah. Where the um, Volvo is more designed for comfort. So something like an XC60, you could buy a nice uh, D4 version and uh, 
I mean, now they don't, they're, they're all uh, hybrid versions, if I remember. No, they're petrol. You actually can't get the diesel anymore. Correct. Mm. Now it's just come to me. But if you could find like a one year old D5, D4, brilliant cars. Happy very, days. Very, very but this cars. is a discussion almost in, its, in itself. Mm. What is it about the XC60? And I promise you, I have this discussion regularly, mm -hmm. but yet I didn't even mention it. You bring it up, it's like a light bulb. Yeah. What is it about that XC60 that is so good, yet? The average member of the public hasn't a clue it even exists. Because it doesn't have an image. Because the problem with that kind of car is people in that sort of segment, when they're going to spend anything from, you know, 700 to 1.2 million on a car. They want a, they want a badge. They want people to know. They want people that, to know. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I've my wife drives an XC60. Great car. Never going to miss a day's trouble. I've had three Volvos. Never had any problems with them. Superb. But, yeah. But I think it was also that perceived perception that they got poor resale values old man's car old man's car i mean things have changed of course if somebody's looking to go and buy and look at coming out of volvo volvo's got some really great stuff even that mm. xc xc40 which is obviously not for this application because three kids in there is going to be a squash and tanya as a mom what so is the one three? standout feature historically and current about a volvo that is standout safety absolutely safety. Yeah. When I think of Volvo, mm -hmm. I think of inherent safety. Mm. They are the pioneers of so many features historically. Unbelievable brand. But Tanya's got lovely choices. Yeah, I think that's are. fair to say. No, no, Volvo was the company we that, just made it harder for her, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, Volvo was the company that came out with the first company to bring out a, a three-point seatbelt. Three-point oh, really? safety belt. And wow. they, didn't, they didn't patent it. Yeah. They said, who can use, use this? Use who it. can use it? Awesome, guys. That is a wrap. Thank you so much for your time. Adam, are you coming back? I'll be back. You better be back. Yep, you'll be back. <laughs> he's a world of knowledge. No, he is. Jeez, hello. And he's always welcome. Yeah. Are you coming back, champ? Told you, I'll make myself welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. And if you have any questions, queries, insurance, car related, car buying, whatever it is, email us at podcast at changecars.co.za and our guests will answer anything. For South Africa's best motoring content, catch all things motoring on Ignition TV. DSTV Channel 189 premieres Saturdays midday with repeats throughout the week.